What's up, everybody? What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another Informed Daily. I am your host, Anthony Cabasa. It is Friday, July 21st, year of our Lord, 2023. May the peace be with you all. Is that what they say? Is that what it says, like, at the end of, like, all the... um, other things. Uh, let me see. What do Catholics say it then? May the peace be. May the peace of the Lord be with you all. That's what it is. I was trying. I'm like, I know it's something. Uh, but welcome back, everyone. Um, it is a good day today, ladies and gentlemen. It, it really is. Every day is a good day. Uh, we got to keep it high energy, high everything. Now it seems like this side's too dark. Hmm. Let me see. Let me see if I can quickly address this. Let's keep it. We're running with it. We weren't ready for it. We're running with it. We're keeping it. We're doing it. All right. It's looking like the lighting is getting better and better. Finally figuring out. Apparently I was too dark before. Um, and then I told my producer, well, my brother in Christ, I was just born this way. And he's like, no, stupid. It's your, like the lighting is actually just off on your thing. I'm like, ah, gotcha. Thought it was like a racist, like undertone thing. Ooh. Okay. And now my monitor is all wonky. Um, there's no American flag either, but a trans flag. What? Who are we talking about? Let me see if can I move this a little bit more without ruining everything. Yes, I can. The answer is, of course, yes. Uh, welcome back, everyone. Uh, today we're going to be talking about breaking news. Judge, a federal judge, and apparently this judge was appointed by Donald Trump. It seems like a lot of these appointees really hate the guy, unless he appointed them in hopes that they would indict him so that he can submit into the courts evidence of many things. Mm, That would be the 5D chess move. It really would. Judge sets Trump classified documents trial for May 2024, months before election, and many Republicans are already saying this is blatant anti-Semitism. I mean, uh, the election interference, uh, which I wouldn't be surprised if it was that. Uh, or if they called it that, uh, we have, man, you wouldn't believe this one. I, I woke up and I'm like, there's no way. There's no way I'm choosing violence again. Of course I am. No, but I woke up and I saw New York City agrees to pay Black Lives Matter protesters who were arrested or allegedly brutalized $13 million or about 10000 per protester. In March, a similar lawsuit resulted in 300 Black Lives Matter protesters getting $20,000 each. We're paying people to protest. Isn't it interesting that these lawsuits are coming after Black Lives Matter morale has gone down, saying that they never saw any of the money that the Black Lives Matter Inc. Uh, got, right? And now they're all getting paid out by the city. The city is paying them all $10,000? Mm. Right before a presidential year. Mm. Interesting. Very Interesting. Uh, Gavin Newsom fines school district $1.5 million for rejecting textbook mentioning 
gay rights activists. I have that breakdown for you. Mr. Ron DeSantis out of Florida continues to tank. He is now tied in second place, allegedly, according to one poll uh, with Vivek Ramaswamy. And he is uh, now there's now a report saying that he is planning a campaign reboot as he struggles to close the gap with Trump, which has only realistically only been uh, getting larger. And that's just that's just the reality, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we're going to go ahead and jump into it. But before we jump into it, make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you're new here. Um, make sure you hit that share. It's the only way that we beat CNN. We're getting close. We're getting very close. Uh, we've got really good ratings. We are the fastest growing conservative podcast in Los Angeles. And my wife is not a doctor, but she does work in healthcare. All right, let's jump into that first story. But before that, you already know, this show is sponsored by me. I have no sponsors. I have no partnerships. I have no corporate money. It is sponsored by We The People. So if you guys want to help on out, you guys can head on over to informwithanthony.com forward slash shop um, or just informwithanthony.com or just click on the link down in the bio. I, we got all new gear, Crisis King, Anti-Globalist. Uh, Social Club, Forever Free, 1776. We got my brother in Christ coffee mugs right here, ladies and gentlemen, black and white. We also have those available in my sister in Christ. Look, if you've been putting this off, if you've been saying, I'm going to wait to the next paycheck, well, guess what? It's Friday. You should have been paid. Uh, you can cop one of these very, very patriotic slash Christian, I guess, uh, gear that we have been selling and uh, you can cop one or two or three if you so desire. All right, on to that first story. Uh, let's jump right into it. <clears throat> Judge sets Trump classified documents trial for May 2024, months before the election. Uh, this is breaking news as of today. A federal judge has set former President Donald Trump's trial on charges of mishandling classified documents to start may 20th 2024 and from what i believe it's going to be about two weeks long trump's lawyers argue that the case should not head to trial until after the november 2024 presidential election due in part of his status as a current presidential candidate the ruling lands on a middle ground between the request for trump's of trump's legal team and federal prosecutors who push for the trial to begin in late 2023 it says Judge Aileen Cannon laid out the schedule three days after defense lawyers argued that the case should not head to trial until after the November 2024 presidential election due to Trump's status as a current presidential candidate. OK, quick question for you guys. OK, I know that a, a lot of us on the political right argue that uh, the Hunter Biden laptop story, had it been known, had it been known to people before the 2020 election that maybe more people would have voted against president biden and uh it, back then former vice president and candidate for the 2020 election a lot of people say it was probably good that they waited to after because we don't want these stories these october surprises if you don't know what october surprises are i think they're called october surprises i don't think they're called november basically these bombshell revelations are made a month before the general election. So October, the weeks leading up to the general election for a presidential, they're called October surprises because, oh, look what we discovered. It's actually information that they've probably withheld for years, but they wait until October 
to let this information be known to sway the election or influence the election one way or the other. So a lot of people would argue that with the Hunter Biden laptop story, it would have been good to have released all the information on it uh, because, again, it could have swayed the election one way or the other. It is believed. And again, these are not my claims. Uh, it is believed that had the Hunter Biden laptop story come out with all the information that we are now seeing today, that it could have been possible that Donald Trump would have won in a landslide back in 2020. Well, now here we are, and now it's happening, and now the argument is being made in the other direction. People are saying this should happen before an election so people know who Donald Trump is, which is, again, what the right argued against for the left. But as always, the left always does it better than the right. For whatever reason, with Donald Trump at the helm, the Hunter Biden laptop story never saw the light of day before the 2020 election. But now with President Biden as president, now it's happening, but in the other direction. They're saying, no, we're not going to wait. We're actually going to do this months before the election because we know what that means for us. We know what that means for the polls. We know what that means for the people that wait to the last second to do their research on who to vote for. I don't know, man. This is going to be very, very interesting. I meant to say good morning and buenos dias, ladies and gentlemen, damas y caballeros. That's going to be my new thing from here on out. From here on out, at the very beginning of, of the thing, I'm going to say, yo, 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 good morning and buenos dias, ladies and gentlemen, damas y caballeros, which is just essentially good morning, buenos dias, ladies and gentlemen, damas y caballeros. So that's going to be my thing. <clears throat> no one's going to take it from me. Did I do this again? Oh, my gosh. I got to get it together, man. What is this, an OnlyFans stream? So it's kind of interesting, right? It's interesting. This is something that the right said this should happen before an election so people get the facts. Now it's happening right before an election, but it's happening to us. So we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is clearly election interference. So, mm, you know, let me know your thoughts on that. The trial will take place in U.S. District Court in Fort Pierce, Florida, Cannon ordered. The ruling from Cannon lands on a middle ground between the request of Trump's legal team and the Department of Justice, which had pushed for the trial to begin in late 2023. So you're telling me that in this trial is going to be held in Florida? Who's governor there? I'm just I'm not I'm not saying I'm just saying polls show Trump is currently leading the 2024 Republican primary field. If the case moves forward as currently scheduled, the trial could come after a slew of key states have already held their nominating contests. The Republican National Convention, where the GOP will select its presidential nominee, is set to take place in Milwaukee in mid-July 2024. So this is about a month and a half before the GOP will select its presidential nominee. This is going to be interesting, ladies and gentlemen. Trump's lawyers did not immediately respond to CNBC's request for comment on the trial schedule. Trump last month last month pleaded not guilty to 37 criminal counts related to his retention of classified documents after leaving the White House in 2021 and subsequent alleged efforts to conceal them from the government. Walt Nauda, his valet and co-defendant, has pleaded not guilty to six criminal charges. Last week, Trump's attorneys had asked Cannon to postpone setting a trial date and asked her to reject the DOJ's request to start the trial in mid-December. 
So this is very interesting. There's a lot of moving parts here. This is happening in Florida where there's a specific guy there that's also running for president. Now, I'm not trying to allege anything and I'm not trying to speculate anything. It's just very interesting information. I don't think this has anything to do uh, with influence of a judge. Who knows? I'll leave you all to, to draw your own conclusion there. Uh, this is also going to be happening right before the general election where Donald Trump, let's be honest here, ladies and gentlemen, it's looking more and more like he is going to be the presidential nominee for the Republican Party. And this isn't just me saying this. I mean, look, this is um, NBC News. DeSantis is planning. The only one that we are aware of that even stands a shot at, at beating Donald Trump uh, for the for the primary election, meaning that it, the people will determine who the Republican nominee is going to be. Because you got to remember, there's a primary election then there's a general election. The primary election is going to be the candidate that you wish to go up against the other party. So if you're a Democrat, primary election is for you to vote for the top Democrat. Right now, there's a lot of Democrats running, whether it's in your in your at the statewide level, at the county level, at the city level, mayor, right, school board, etc. And uh, you choose the people that are going to go up to the general election, which is usually just one Republican versus one Democrat. That's usually how it plays out. Sometimes there's independents included, depending on the seat. Sometimes there's no Republicans. So the only uh, thing that you have to choose from is between one Democrat and um, hopefully, hopefully a less uh, nasty Democrat, I guess, uh, a more moderate uh, Democrat, just the way we had here in Los Angeles, for example. Well, we had to vote in 2022 for Sheriff uh, Luna or Sheriff uh, Villanueva. Villanueva was considered a lot more blue dog Democrat, where he was a lot more uh, independent. He wasn't really in line with his party's values. He wasn't for defunding the police, whereas opposed to Robert uh, Luna, uh, Sheriff Luna, he was a lot more, um, uh, I guess, progressive, you could say. So sometimes you only have those to choose from. So it says here, DeSantis is planning a campaign reboot as he struggles to close the gap with Trump. Campaign officials tell NBC News that there will be a shift to less of a focus in Florida, leaner events, and more of an insurgent approach. Now, this was really interesting because I'll try to see if I can find the tweet. Somebody had tweeted out that one of his strategies, his new strategies, is going to be to hold events with less people present so he can connect on a personal level with these people. Now, we all know my boy Ron DeSantis struggles with his crowd size, but one of his new strategies is to have less of a crowd size. Is this really a strategy or is it natural selection? Are there just going to be less people at these events? anyway and you're just calling this a re i'm just saying i'm just saying ladies and gentlemen mm, i don't know tallahassee florida florida governor ron DeSantis' campaign is planning a reboot top campaign officials said with a significant shift on messaging events and media strategy expect fewer big speeches and more handshaking in diners and churches hmm there will be more of a national focus than constant Florida references, and the mainstream media may start to get more access. In short, DeSantis will be running as an insurgent candidate rather than as an incumbent governor. Quote, Ron DeSantis has never been the favorite of the darling of the establishment. Mm. Who's backing him, though? Jeb Bush sounds pretty establishment.
and he was one and he has won because of it every time no one in this race has been under fire and the fact that nbc is saying this you know or quoting this 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 is not an assessment by nbc this is a quote from the DeSantis campaign manager i don't know it says <clears throat> It says, uh, Ron DeSantis has never been the favorite of the darling or the darling of the establishment, and he has won because of it every time. No one in this race has been under fire more and won than Governor DeSantis. All right, bro. Let me, let me, let me just, you're really going to sit there and, and have two lies in the same sentence to NBC News? The first one being that Ron DeSantis has never been the favorite or the darling of the establishment. Have you seen who's donating to the guy? Have you seen who he's surrounding himself with? That's one lie. The second lie is no one in this race has been under fire more. Do you know who Donald Trump is? Do you know how much fire he's been under the last... Eight years? I don't know. It says he's ready to prove them wrong again. Buckle up. DeSantis campaign manager uh, Genera Peck said in a statement to NBC News, campaign filings show that the DeSantis campaign needs to figure out how to bring in more money and spend less. It fired roughly a dozen staffers last week. Donors and allies are pressing for a change. The poll numbers are stagnant and rival GOP presidential candidates are smelling blood in the water quote downright low is how a source who has uh who was present when the staffers were fired describe morale these days i mean look man if your staff is already low in morale let me tell you something <clears throat> because of what i do and and because of the audience that i've amassed i get to have conversations with people that are i'm not even going to try to pretend i've got it good with trump's inner circle but i do know people that know people inside trump's inner circle thankfully I know people in Florida that frequent Mar-a-Lago that, that get to sit on these conversations. I know people here in California that are working for the Trump campaign. Um, I just met one who asked me if I wanted to join the Trump campaign uh, about two weeks ago at a, at a local event. And she works directly with the Trump campaign. She 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 networks. She, she has her phone numbers, all that stuff. And let me tell you, man, these people are more fired up than any time ever before. Now, I often say on my Telegram that sometimes they tend to overdo it. Sometimes it seems like, um, you know, the energy is definitely there, but sometimes the conspiracies can ruin that energy, right? About what's going to happen, what Trump's going to come in and do, so on and so forth. But again, I can't really fault Donald Trump for his energetic, I guess you could say. Let me just put this a little bit. Okay. For his energetic base. And, <clears throat> and the people are energized. I just don't see that with Ron DeSantis. And I've mentioned this before, and people are like, oh, dude, this is clearly your bias showing up. Clearly, you're favoring one or the other. I'm just objectively speaking. I see the DeSantis camp. I, I know who the DeSantis influencers are. You know, Jamie from Gays Against Groomers, Pedro from the National Review, or, or, or I forget what publication he works for. Um, multiple people over on Twitter that I keep track of every single, every single day, and I'm watching... What is their messaging? Because I know that they're being used as proxies. Uh, essentially, the DeSantis campaign is reaching out to these influencers, saying this is what the talking points are. If there's any 
negative news about DeSantis, uh, they, they quickly run to Twitter to try to discredit it or try to run a different hit piece, whatever the case might be. And for this to be already happening, I mean, look, here's the reality. We haven't even gotten to the first presidential debate yet, which is scheduled for August 28th, I believe. So we're a little bit over a month, almost into the first. Pre- and you already have to reboot your campaign because your poll numbers are tanking. You've already had to fire staff. Maybe it's not me that's the conspiracy theorist or the quote unquote hater. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's time to reflect on that. It says, Governor DeSantis, he's ready to prove them wrong again, so buckle up. Campaign finally showed that DeSantis campaign needs to figure out how to bring in more money and spend less. Uh, I already said this. Down, right, low. Yep, the, the entire campaign is on the brink, the person said. I've never seen anything like it. The reboot is notable for a candidate who was perhaps the most widely expected GOP entrant into the 2024 race. Uh, while DeSantis has maintained his second ranking place in the polls, he has been unable to close the gap with the front runner, former President Donald Trump. But the hurdles remain significant, and it's unclear whether it's too late to reverse early stumbles. Stumbles. While some candidates have successfully shifted after tough starts, the presidential campaign trail is littered with candidates ultimately failed to regain momentum. This is going to be interesting. This is an interesting move forward. I I think that he is in trouble personally, not just biasly speaking or whatever. I think that other candidates do smell um, uh, 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 blood in in the water. And I think that, you know, let me see here. Vivek Ramaswamy. I want to pull up Ramaswamy. And then what I want to do is pull up the other one. Vivek Ramaswamy poll. I I had this pulled up for you guys, but we'll see. There we go. So it says MAGA war room, which is interesting because you got Donald Trump kind of putting this out. I, I obviously think that he's doing this to kind of troll this out. This. I don't think it's the most genuine congratulations, but maybe, obviously. But it says here, MAGA war room, this was as of 23 hours ago. The 2024 National Republican Primary. This is interactive polls. This is a very critical, credible website. This is a very credible uh, poll. Um, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. I have been following these guys since 2017, 2018. Um, and, and, and all they do is polling. They, they have no preference. There's no, we have a Republican bias. This isn't like Jack Posobiec putting out, you know, a, a, a poll uh, that is obviously probably going to be skewed uh, more in favor of Donald Trump because Jack Posobiec is clearly very pro-Trump. He's, I believe he's endorsed the guy already. Um, but look at this. This was just 23 hours ago. Donald Trump, 48%. He's made a, a plus 36% uh, uh, gain here. Vivek Ramaswamy at 12% tied in with DeSantis at 12%. Kind of crazy. Now, I, I I hear what you're saying. I can already hear the groaning at home. I, I get it. Can we trust the polls? I would say let them be a, a one unit of measure of where it is. This, this poll, from what I understand, only had 800 voters. 800 people. So can you really test where we really are with 800 voters? I don't know. 
Maybe I'll put up my own poll. I'll put it up on Instagram and, and see what people think. Maybe I'll put it up on Twitter. Um, I have a lot of independents. I have a lot of pro DeSantis people that follow me. Um, that's kind of the, the great thing about not endorsing. That's kind of the good thing about not necessarily hammering people uh, about my opinion one way or the other. It's it's just, hey, here's the news, right? Pretty objective over on Meta. I have to be because if not, they just come after me with the censorship, which I'm censored anyway. But this was shocking to see. And it says here, Michael Warroom, congratulations to Vivek Ramaswamy on the second place result in a recent poll. It turns out respecting the Republican base pays off. Ron DeSantis could learn a lot from Ramaswamy's campaign. Look, man, that's just true. That's that's really, really crazy. And then you had uh, Charlie Kirk. Let me see here. I know Charlie Kirk also put it out. I mean, everyone's talking about this poll, man. This is pretty insane. Let me see. Plus, Charlie Kirk. I know Charlie Kirk put up a, a tweet where he essentially said, you know, th- this is what happened because Vivek Ramaswamy, if you guys are not aware. So there's a lot of controversy about what happened last weekend. Obviously, you had Blaze Media about a week ago. They were hosting this family uh, town hall forum. It's the first of it of its kind to host the presidential candidates hosted by Tucker Carlson, where Tucker Carlson then proceeded to annihilate people like Mike Pence and Asa Hutchinson and other presidential hopefuls. Um, but then you also had during that same weekend, you had uh, Turning Point USA, Charlie Kirk, who is the founder of Turning Point USA, uh, had President Trump and Vivek Ramaswamy was there as well. And so, um, you know, there, I, I'm not saying that there's a reason why anyone skipped out. I think Vivek Ramaswamy was probably the only one that did it right. There's a lot of people that skipped out one for the other. Donald Trump did not go to the Blaze Media one. He ended up going to Turning Point USA. I think that was a smart move. Sure, right? There's a lot, of, a lot but I and I also said this. I hope he doesn't skip out on all future debates. But Vivek Ramaswamy was the one that showed up to both. You have to show up to both. You have to show up to the to the summit hosted by Custer by Tucker Carlson, Custer Tarson. <laughs> I'm such a dummy. Um, and then you also have to show up to the turning point. There's a lot of people that were saying that Ron DeSantis were simply too scared to show up to turning point because they know that turning point, Charlie Kirk, uh, other figures, possibly even the audience are a lot more pro-Tump. And the polls showed that, actually. Let me see here. There was a poll. Let me see if I can find that poll. So this was like the controversial tweet that he posted last week. I said Vivek will soon move to second place. The quote experts who make millions predicting stuff laughed at me. DeSantis and Vivek are now tied for second place. According to at least one poll. If you show up to turning point and respect the grassroots, you will be rewarded. And so again, this has to do with Vivek Ramaswamy actually showing up to turning point USA. 
And look, man, regardless of what you think of Turning Point USA, regardless of what you think of Charlie Kirk, what he has built has been absolutely amazing. He has been able to do something at the culture level even that no other conservative, at least that I'm aware of, has been able to really harness um, and, and to be able to achieve. But let me see if I can actually find uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. This is the way, and this was Vivek Ramaswamy plus TPUSA. This was Vivek Ramaswamy at turning point because, again, he played it smart. Regardless of what you think of Vivek, uh, he's not my guy, and I've already told you guys why. I'm not going to uh, keep reiterating. But he's doing it right. His campaign is doing it right. You cannot be Ron DeSantis. Donald Trump has the luxury of being a former uh, pre president of the United States. He's got the support of the people, and he's got a large grassroots movement that mobilizes and will be behind him no matter what. His rallies prove it. His polls prove it, so on and so forth. Ron DeSantis cannot afford to be doing one or the other. At this point, I have to agree with MAGA War Room. He has to imitate Vivek Ramaswamy because clearly people are, they like the guy. They, they really do. So I'm going to show you guys this video. This was his speech. It says, the crowd is loving Vivek Ramaswamy, attorney point, Akon. Even though he's running against Donald Trump, the crowd is going wild, standing ovations, amazing. Let's check it out. God is real. Unborn life is life. There are two genders. Fossil fuels are a requirement for human prosperity. Reverse racism is racism. An open border is not a border. Parents determine the education of their children. Good stuff. The nuclear family is the best known form of governance to mankind. Oh. Capitalism is the best system known to man to lift people up from poverty. There are three branches of government, not four. And the U.S. Constitution is the strongest guarantor of freedom in human history. That is the truth. We will not back down from the truth. We stand up for the truth. That is what won us the American Revolution. That is what will win us the revolution of 2024. That is what it means to be an American today. Thank you. I mean, that's not bad, man. You, you Again, you got to consider all factors. The guy is running against Donald Trump, the number one guy. Um, they're technically enemies. And this guy is coming out. And, and, and the people... Enjoy what he has to say. I, I see a lot of people that tell me, you know what, Anthony, this might not be my guy, but I do like him. I can appreciate what he has to say. It's refreshing. It's nice to see kind of this outsider. Now, again, do your research, ladies and gentlemen. Find out his religion. Find out his back, his background. There's a lot of pro Soros stuff. There's a lot of pro stuff that he said in the past. He's, you know, uh, berated January 6th protesters. There's a lot of stuff to this guy. I'm not saying fall for his sound bites by no means but like every single candidate and i do mean 
every single candidate, including uh, including President Trump. You know, that's that, that's up to you. Uh, let's see here. I wanted to. I want it now. I wanted to share the opposite side. So this is Pedro Gonzalez, uh, someone that I follow. He has he's had for years really good analysis. He used to be pro-Trump, and now for whatever reason, he's flipped. He's against Donald Trump with with every fiber of his body. And I don't know why. Maybe he's being paid. I don't know. But I wanted to present at least the other side because I know some of you probably even in here are Ron DeSantis supporters. And that's fine with me. And I want you to be because at the end of the day, again, it's not about me convincing you one way or the other. I'll say what I have to say, sometimes facetiously, sometimes, you know, overtly, whatever the case might be. Do what you got to do. So as he says here, the reason Team Trump is pushing this fake Kaplan strategies poll is talking about the one where Vivek Ramaswamy is tied with Ron DeSantis, is that there are several legitimate polls out today that show his favorability, ratings imploding, and Biden beating him in 2024. You'll notice they aren't interacting with the other ones. Their strategy is to boost the fake one to bury the real ones. They really need to get a new script because they've become predictable. And so it shows here, right? Compliance strategies poll was financed by PAC backing Fra Freed. Uh, so... Kaplan Strategies is apparently behind IA polls, the interactive polls, says uh, July 8th, the Nikki Freed campaign touted a poll which showed that she was tied 39 to 39 percent with a Democratic primary opponent, Charlie Christ. Now, nearly a month and a half later, we know that the poll was commissioned by Florida Consumers First, the political action committee that has been backing Freed since her first campaign for agriculture commissioner in 2018, which has been linked to dark money by various media sources in the last few days. So this is why I tell you guys. Do I believe all polls? No, I don't. But I think they are a decent measure of unit. Again, how can you how can you pull eight hundred people? I would have I would argue that myself with the audience that I have, especially on my Instagram, that I would probably have a better result of where Republicans and conservatives are really feeling if they had to choose between Donald Trump. Uh, um, Vivek Ramaswamy, DeSantis, or someone else, which is why I'll, I'll do it today, and I'm going to share those results with you guys. Um, so that's the first one he shows, and then this is another poll he shows, same same source, interactive polls. So here's here's where this is where I don't understand people like Pedro. Right, first he's saying they're they're, they're using this fake poll by by this one source, but then you're using the same source to show. <clears throat> Let me see. <clears throat> okay, so here's how it works. I'm, I'm beginning to understand this now. You see how this one at the bottom, it shows Kaplan strategies? So it's not interactive. So interactive polls is just a a Twitter account that, po that shows the latest polls. Right here at the very bottom, it tells you who's the source for that poll. Kaplan Strategies, July 17, 18. Number is 800. I don't know what the L means, but then it has V, which I, I know stands for, for voters. And then MOE is, it's like measure of something uh, where, where it basically means it could be off 
by more or less than 3%. So for example, Donald Trump is polling at 48%. The, uh, it, it means that it could be around 48% by either 51%. It could be higher or it could be, oh, measure of error. That's what it is. Now I'm remembering. So MOE is measure of error, meaning that Trump could be at 45% or he could be even higher at 51%. Ramaswamy could be at 12% or it could be higher at 15% or it could be lower at 9% and so on and so forth. So now what, let me see, did I? So that's what he's talking about. That is where Kaplan Strategies comes in. Apparently there's dark money, but look, man, let's let's be honest here, ladies and gentlemen. When you think about polls, just inherently, do you believe them to be honest anyway? For example, if I were to put out the poll on my Instagram, it, it might not be entirely accurate because I don't know who's voting. This is just going to go out to all my audience. Democrats might be voting to skew the, the poll. Um, there might be bots. There might be Republicans that made a mistake. Um, and I get those messages all the time. Oh, hey, man, I saw that you put up a poll. I, I made a mistake. I, I voted for Donald Trump. I meant to put Ron DeSantis or vice versa. Hey, I just to let you know, I accidentally tapped on the wrong one because I was just scrolling through whatever. So even my poll wouldn't be 100% accurate. And here's the thing is that you want these people to be registered voters. Why do you care about what non-registered voters would say, right? So even my poll wouldn't be accurate. So for you to sit there and say, oh, well, look, you know, this one's linked to dark money. Oh, but this poll is not. I feel like you're being a little bit disingenuous, Pedro. And, and not just because it's Pedro, but just anyone making the argument, right? And then it says here, um, so this is the same poll, but this one is done by Yahoo. Really, man? Come on. So it says here, if, if the elections were held today, who would you vote for? And they they got a response from 1,638 voters. And then it shows here, Biden would win if the elections were held today, according to this poll of 1,600 voters. Biden would win at 47%. He's up 4% in that same poll asked months before. And Donald Trump at 43%. So now Pedro, and again, this is why I hate these arguments. He's kind of like straw man's is like, well, don't trust Kaplan. You got to trust Yahoo News. Come on. And then this one shows uh, Trump's net negative favorability rating. Negative 27 is the lowest in polls history. Trump favorable 36%. Minus 5% from November 2020. Um, unfavorable, 63%. Net, negative, 27%. Monmouth University. Who founds Monmouth University? Is there dark money there, Pedro? I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, these are like straw men's, you know? Um, uh, there's some fighting inside of the comment section. Jess, I guess, says, so did Trump claiming he had his booster was bragging about it until he got booed? Yeah, I think so. Vivek is the only one. Erica says, Vivek is the only one campaigning to dismantle the Federal Reserve and the administrative state. I don't know if that's true. Is he really the only one? I'm pretty sure I've heard Trump say that he's basically going to dismantle 
these federal institutions. What did Harry say? I'm trying to scroll up. What did Harry say? I don't even trust Yahoo News with the weather. <laughs> that's true, man. You know what I mean? So th that's why I'm saying, like, I, I don't understand these straw mans. But look, at the end of the day, um, time will tell. And, and the people will decide. And and I do believe I, I do believe that these are a decent measure of unit to see where people are. Why else? Okay, here's here's my argument. Okay, here's my argument. Pedro, clearly pro-DeSantis, clearly anti-Trump. He is saying that the Trump campaign is using this one measure of uh, 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 unit of measure to determine that DeSantis is sinking. If that weren't the case, and I think you could appreciate this argument, if if you are arguing that the the polls are fake and that Donald Trump and his and his media elite team are using this one poll that has Ron DeSantis even with Vivek Ramaswamy. And, and if, if Ron DeSantis was, was actually more ahead and he was winning, then why is Ron DeSantis the only campaign that we're aware of firing top staffers and talking with NBC News about rebooting his campaign strategy? Why are you rebooting if you're perfectly fine? This is where I have a problem with a lot of people in the DeSantis campaign. They are making stuff up. They want to misdirect you. And these are so-called conservatives. And these are so-called journalists. These are so-called independent people trying to tell you that it's time to move away from Trump. And hey, if you want to move away from Trump, by all means, go ahead. But these people are telling you that there's nothing wrong with Ron DeSantis, that is Trump that's the problem, and that we need to move away from him and his lies and his corruption and Operation Warp Speed, blah, 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 blah. Sure, the talking points are there. But then why are you rebooting your campaign before even the first presidential debate? That doesn't make any sense. If you're not worried about the polls that are embedded with dark money, then why are you rebooting your Why are you firing people left and right? Why are you having to hold smaller town halls and meet and greets with voters? Why why wouldn't your mission be get as many people as you can so everyone can hear the message? You're running for president, my guy. You know who's you know who's holding small town halls with limited amount of people to meet person to person? You know who's doing that? People running for school board. People People running for city council, people running for board of supervisors, not presidential candidates that need to be heard by every single American with as many people present as possible. And then they want to sit here and gaslight the people that Donald Trump's the problem, that Donald Trump is sinking, and that it's Ron DeSantis that's the clear way forward. I don't know, man. You got you got to get it together because he's just—it's falling on deaf ears. If you're not worried, then why are we rebooting campaigns? It doesn't make any sense at all. Now, Donald Trump has not um, 
responded to this. The, the only thing is his campaign has come out, obviously, you know, but um, I don't know. Time, time will tell. Anthony tells us to show up and show out, and he can't even wear his cowboy hat today. What do you guys? Today's not cowboy hat Fridays. It's sassy Nicole Friday. What are you guys talking about? Who said anything about a cowboy hat? When did I ever mention I was wearing a cowboy hat today? Who said anything about a cowboy hat? How do I not pay attention, Nicole? What are we talking about? Y'all just be having your own conversations in the chat, bro. I swear. Sassy Nicole Friday. That's what I thought. All right. Let me get, get my stupid cowboy hat. $5 and I'll get the cowboy hat and put it on. I mean, it's here. It's next to me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll see. It is Friday, so let's let's see how we do. All right, this next story. Ah, all of a sudden, huh? All of a sudden, yeah. Evan, you gotta get together, bro. It's twenty twenty three. You know. <laughs> James Panetta, I see your $5 and I raise you $5. Wow, wow, West Anthony Friday, y'all. We're really doing this. We're going to make this a thing. Miss Rebecca with the $20. Thank you so much, my friend. And then Danny Bloch with the five. All right. I just don't. How am I going to put my headphones on? This doesn't make any sense. All right. <laughs> y'all are dorks. Oh, gosh. I think my head is lopsided. All right. That looks good. That looks good to me. And then... Wait. No. Can't be that way. How do I... Okay. Hold on. Maybe if I put this sideways like this, but then I have a feeling it will... Okay. Well, I guess we'll try it. I don't know. Okay, I think I got it. Maybe like this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you got to do it for the YouTubes. Got to do it for the chat, I guess. 
Miss Sarah Bowman, thank you so much for the $20. I appreciate you guys. Thank you, guys. Why do you need headphones? Uh, to listen to the videos. Duh. And so that it also helps with, like, the distracting of, like, outside um, stuff, listening to myself, making sure that you guys can hear me, uh, mostly for the videos. Um, that's why I need headphones because uh, when I'm playing the video, like, if it's playing on my computer, I can't. Just trust me, okay? Leave the technical stuff to me. Who's the expert here? Me. Um, I'm not a medical expert. Okay. Now, here's what's very interesting. I meant to show this one first, and I'm going to go do this one first. Do you guys see do you guys see a difference between this one here? Okay? Let's see. Breaking, New York City agrees to pay Black Lives Matter protesters who are arrested for allegedly brutalized 13 or who are arrested or allegedly brutalized 13 million or about $10,000 per protester. In March, a similar lawsuit resulted in 300 Black Lives Matter protesters getting $20,000 each. Black Lives Matter protesters destroyed 450 plus businesses in new york city and then there you have it epoch times new york city agrees to 13 million settlement with black lives matter demonstrators now let's head on over one could allege that black lives matter is a leftist organization that they are primarily democrats and that they are marxists because that's what black lives matter advocates for right now let's head on over to this one NBC News, five members of the white nationalist hate group Patriot Front have been convicted of misdemeanor charges of conspiracy to riot at a pride event. So here you have a group of leftist Marxist protesters that burned down cities uh, during 2020-2021. And they're being rewarded $10,000 each. And here you have a white nationalist hate group, Patriot Front, and they're being charged for conspiracy to riot. They didn't riot. There was a conspiracy to riot, the idea to riot. Hmm. Hmm. Very interesting, huh? All right, let's head on over to this article. New York City agrees to pay $13 million or nearly 10 k each to protesters beaten, arrested in 2020 Black Lives Matter demonstrations. New York City has agreed to pay more than $13 million or nearly $10,000 each to demonstrators who were arrested or beaten by cops during the 2020 Black Lives Matter protests over the police killings of George Floyd in Minnesota. The proposed class action settlement, which still needs to be approved by a judge, would be one of the most expensive payouts awarded in connection with a mass arrest lawsuit in history, according to experts. The agreement filed in Manhattan Federal Court on Wednesday would award most of the approximately 1,300 plaintiffs who were arrested or subjected to force by the police about $10,000 each according to their attorneys. The lawsuit 
filed against the city than Mayor Bill de Blasio. I can't stand that, man. Mayor Bill de Blasio, remember he's the same guy eating them, fr- them, tater, them tater fries? Remember that? Saying, mm, if you just get vaccinated, you mean to tell me you get a hamburger mm, and you get free french fries? What a freaking moron, bro. Can't stand that, man. Bless his heart. It says, and Commissioner Derma Shi, as well as other police officials and officers, argue that thousands of New Yorkers who exercise their constitutional right. Oh, now we're exercising our constitutional rights, huh? Mm, interesting. But when it's being done at the Capitol, the people's house. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was America, right? It's no longer constitutional rights. It's insurrection. Mm, weird how that works, huh, ladies and gentlemen? were corralled into places where they could not escape during the widespread demonstrations. Oh, that's interesting. Very interesting. It says the plaintiffs were... I can't read the comments right now because I I know you're all laughing at me right now. So if I get distracted, it's going to throw off my whole thing right now. So I'll read the comments afterward. The The plaintiffs were then beaten, quote, with batons, sprayed with pepper spray, and arrested without lawful justification and all without fair warning. Lawyers argued in the court documents, plaintiffs marching against racially targeted police brutality were allegedly, quote, physically restrained and put, quote, in dangerously close quarters, all in the height of the global COVID-19. Wow, that's really what they're going to use? Listen to this crap right now. Plaintiffs marching against racially targeted police brutality were allegedly, quote, physically restrained and put in, quote, dangerously close quarters all in the height of the global COVID-19 pandemic. So what they are arguing is that because they were arrested for protesting, right, they were put in close quarters during the COVID-19 pandemic. That's why they're suing New York City. All right, I can't do this anymore. I'll do that. I'll do the hat for the remainder of this, and I'm taking the hat off. Uh, but I can't do the the whatever kind of dialect I was trying to do. Uh, but anyways, this is pretty stupid, man. Imagine being able to sue, saying you put the rioters' life in danger by putting them in a jail cell too close together during the height of the pandemic. If this isn't clown world, ladies and gentlemen, I just don't know what is. Lawyers said arguing the same tactics were not used during similarly sized protests of different issues, according to the complaint. Quote, it was so disorganized, but so intentional, said Adama. So a plaintiff who claimed their group of marchers were cornered by police plays in zip ties until their hands turned purple and held on a hot bus for hot for for hours. And this is a picture of a man had milk splashed in his eyes after being struck by tear gas during a protest near Barclays Center on May 29th, 2020. I was going to say, is that me in the background? But no. Uh, quote, they seemed set on traumatizing everyone. The settlement agrees. Uh, agreement applies to protesters at 18 marches or demonstrations in Brooklyn and Manhattan between May 28th and June 4th of 2020. During more than two years of litigation, city attorneys argued police tactics had been scaled to manage the chaotic uh, situation and pointed to incidents where some truly unruly protesters had thrown objects at police 
or set their cars on fire. Bro, $10,000 each. Lawyers also argued that a June 4th, 2020, quote, violent assault on protesters in the Bronx's Mott Haven section exemplified the worst of the NYPD's unconstitutional protests, policing tactics, and insufficient training, claiming police trapped volunteer medics and organizers so they would not be able to comply with a citywide curfew or orders to disperse before attacking them. The lawsuit noted that she, then the NYPD commissioner, defended the tactics employed by officers during that protest, saying they, quote, executed their policing nearly flawlessly. This is this is pretty insane, man. You know what I mean? Um, thank you so much, Evan Blackman. Oh, he, he we got it. Mr. Evan, you were able to connect to the YouTubes. Thank you so much for the donation, man. Um, swinger. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the report that Mayor de Blasio is allowing his wife to sleep with other men. Bro, isn't that nuts, man? Why would you go to the media to announce to the world that you and your wife are going to be in an open relationship and that you're going to allow other men to come to your apartment? I'm not going to finish that sentence. This is just disgusting, bro. You know? Um, what's up bella how are you my friend all right now everyone's like sending pictures of me around don't do it don't nobody nobody better take pictures of me in this hat at all and then post them on social media and tag me nobody better take pictures of me in this hat and post them on social media and especially not to the telegram chat or especially not on Instagram and tag me in it. Nobody better do that. I'm looking at you, Bella. I can already tell. I can already tell. All right. To finish off the uh, article here, it says some 300 demonstrators kettled or beaten by cops in that incident were awarded. Wait, wait. All right, that's enough. It's coming off, ladies and gentlemen. It's already ruined my hair. Nobody better had taken pictures of that, and nobody better re-screen screen record that, or there will be hail to pay. All right, some 300 demonstrators kettled or beaten by cops in that incident were awarded at least 21500 each in a $6 million settlement with the city earlier this year. They were excluded from Wednesday's settlement agreement. The city did not admit fault in connection with the lawsuit, but settled to avoid a politically fraught rehashing of the events at trial and, quote, resolve the issues raised in this litigation without further proceedings, court documents say. So here's here's just what I find interesting about this, ladies and gentlemen, is you all know that there have been there has been a lot of investigation. There has been 
a a lot of exposing of the Black Lives Matter movement, their finances, where the money went. A lot of it went to Democratic candidates uh, for 2020 and 2022. And we know that the um, the national approval rating for Black Lives Matter has only hindered as they come up on their 10 year anniversary as an organization. We all know this. We've seen the articles about the Black Lives Matter founders talking about Marxism, talking about how they're trained Marxists, talking, uh, you know, buying their third mansion, whatever the case might be. Right. And. Um, one of the biggest gripes that I have heard from some of the activists is that they never got to see any of the money. This sets a very dangerous precedent, even just going into 2024. What this what this lawsuit will do is it will, in my opinion, it's going to encourage, it's going to um, uh, inadvertently, I guess, in, in, of sorts, tell protesters that they can show up, they can commit acts of violence, and if the police, the people hired by the city, if the police do any wrongdoing, then you can join a lawsuit and you will be compensated. Now, what you need to understand is these people have gone to jail and now they're filing a lawsuit. To them, those couple months in jail for protesting where they're not supposed to, committing acts of violence, whatever the case. Let's just say, for example, 2020, you're out there, you're a trained Marxist, you're a communist, Bolshevik, you're protesting against the police for George Floyd, St. George Floyd. That's what they call him. Um, you know, the drug addict and woman beater and, and robbed pregnant women. That's their saint, right? And you committed a crime. The police told you, do not cross this line. You're not allowed to go on this property. You're not allowed to protest. You're not allowed to riot. You need to disperse. You need to go home. And let's say you assault a police officer. They're trying to arrest you. You're now evading arrest. You go to jail, and because this is New York City, probably didn't serve jail for a long time, especially if this is your first offense. Probably went to jail for a couple months, maybe a year. Well, now guess what? Now you're part of a lawsuit in which you're looking to get about $10,000 for that lawsuit because despite you being out there, despite being out there probably without a permit to be out there, which I, I feel a whole different way about permit, permitted actions or non-permitted actions, whatever the case might be. The First Amendment is all you need, in my opinion. Anyways, we'll get into that at a, at a later time. What I'm trying to say is now these people are getting paid out. Why would they not do this in the future? Why would they not do this the next time this happens and there are, is national unrest? They're going to look at this lawsuit. They're going to be like, dude, sure, I did a couple months in jail. I don't care. I got money out of this. If I didn't get it from the organization, we can file these lawsuits. Now, what a lot of you probably don't know, and the, and the article did mention it, is that at these protests, there are communist quote-unquote, lawyers. There's legal representation there. I'll never forget when I was in Portland, Oregon, uh, uh, when they were protesting the federal uh, building out there in, in Portland, Oregon, at the height of the protests. 
that there were lawyers present and there was even protesters uh, and organizers that were handing out uh, phone numbers of lawyers to call legal representation. And they even had bail money, which is famously known that Kamala Harris that back then running for president, uh, she even went ahead and, and, and put out information for you to be able to get bailed out had you been arrested during these protests. It's 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 coordinated for sure. This is what detracts the political right from getting involved because we have nothing like that. Well, the left probably at one point never had anything like that. The left has been protesting in America for decades, for generations. They have been fighting for gay rights. They have been fighting for uh, many things, for them to be in institutions, for for marriage, for benefits, uh, the, the right to protest, the right to be communist, the right to everything. They've been doing this for many decades. They didn't just get here overnight. This is why they're winning, because it's taken a long time for them to finally get the resources, legal representation, get lawyers on their side. These lawyers were once students that were politically active. They are leftists. They are Marxists. They are communists. And they know, like these lawyers right here know, and I guarantee you these lawyers are probably students at one point looking at these protests and saying, when I graduate as a lawyer, I'm going to help all these people out. And again, this is a problem with the political right. There's no one really talking about the need for, quote unquote, right wing lawyers, just decent lawyers that will help protesters protesting school boards, protesting on January 6th, whatever the case might be. There are thousands of people because of January 6th in jail right now. A lot of them don't have legal representation. A lot of them don't have good lawyers in D.C. willing to take up their cases or elsewhere willing to take up their cases to defend them. Because for so long, we we have been reactionary. We have controlled these institutions. And then suddenly it seems like we no longer control these institutions. And so now we have to build back, build back better, I guess. Now we're on the defense. Now we're the ones being persecuted. Now the shoe is on the other foot. So these things are not going to happen overnight. It's taken decades for them to get to where we are today. Am I shocked by this article? Absolutely not. It's already known that we have a double standard in America. And this is NBC, just to show you. White nationalists convicted of planning to riot at Idaho Pride event. A total of 31 Patriot Front members, including one identified as its founder, were arrested in 2022 after someone reported people reported seeing people loading into a U-Haul van like a, quote, little army. It says, Coeur Idaho, five members of the white nationalist hate group Patriot Front were convicted Thursday of misdemeanor charges of conspiracy to riot at a pride event. Simply for wanting to riot. Now, I've been following Patriot Front for quite a time. You can follow them on Telegram. This is why it... Like shocks me when people say, oh, yeah, these are feds arresting feds. I mean, sure, if that's what you want to believe, but they literally have a telegram where they post pictures of their families, of their training, what they stand for, their activism. Every time they go out and protest, they, they post videos of the protests. 
I mean, these must be some well-coordinated feds. Now, I would argue that the right wants to believe, needs to believe these are feds because that's not who we are. We're not violent people. We're not white nationalists. We're not violent. We are good, obedient sheep who do everything the government tells us, even when it's unfair. We might huff and puff, but we will obey at the end of the day. And so I feel that when you have someone like Patriot Front, I don't know the organization. I don't know it that well. I see some of their posts on Telegram. I don't engage at all. I don't comment. I don't know. From what I can tell, um, it looks like white and Hispanic members. I don't know if they have black members. I don't know. They don't have like a roster. They post pictures, but their faces are obviously blurred. But I think that it scares the political right. It scares Republicans when they even can think that maybe some Americans have just had enough of what's happening with our country. Maybe there are some Americans that believe that there is no political solution and they have every right to have that belief. I'm not saying that violence is good or, or always the answer, whatever, or whatever the case might be. That's, that's not what I'm arguing here. And look, I'm not even trying to defend these guys because they might hate me for all I know. I may be too brown. Maybe they want me out of their country. Should they ever win whatever it is they're trying to win? So I'm not even siding with these guys. But what I am arguing is they're arresting them just because they were, quote unquote, on their way to riot. How can you arrest someone for a crime you think they're going to commit? This is like some minority report kind of stuff. That's the reality. I mean, I don't know. Is it Minority Report? Is that the is that the movie where like they can predict stuff? I want to say there's like one with like Tom Cruise, right? I think that's what it is. It's like way in the future, and and they have like this machine or AI that can predict people that are going to commit heinous crimes, and then they wait for you to get to the scene of the crime where you're almost about to commit the crime, and then they arrest you. Okay, yes, Nicole says yes. So it says here, a Kootenay County jury found Forrest Rankin, Devin Center, Derek Smith, James Michael Johnson, and Robert Weir guilty after about an hour of deliberation, news outlets reported. A total of 31 Patriot Front members, including one identified as its founder, were arrested June 11, 2022, after someone reported seeing people loading into a Yuhan van like a little army at a hotel parking lot in Coeur d'Alene, police have said. If you don't know anything about Patriot Front, that's just their MO. Um, they all dress the same whenever they go to the thing. They cover their face because they don't want to be tracked by FBI. But according to many on the right, these are federal agents. So what do I know? But apparently federal agents also give you the first and last name. And then they even have pictures of themselves. Now, look, for all I know, these are federal agents. I might be wrong. All I'm saying is. My argument is here. How can you arrest people for a potential crime? That's just so stupid. But of course, double standard. It says police found riot gear, a smoke grenade, shin guards, and shields inside the van after pulling it over near where the North Idaho Pride Alliance was holding a Pride in the Park event. Cordeline Police Chief Lee White says, let me see if I can pull up a quick video. Let me see. Patriot Front. So you guys can kind of have a better idea. In case you guys have no idea what I'm talking about, I want you guys to see Patriot Front. This is just, they always show up in a U-Haul van, and they always show up. Patriot Front is a political fact of life. Let me see. 
trying to find the videos. They'll address the same. They always carry shields. Why is this so hard to find Patriot Fund on Twitter? Did they just wipe Twitter? Did, did they just go on a... I mean, I guess. I guess there's no more Patriot Front videos over on uh, Twitter. I do want out before living on Monte Nazis. Sure. Whatever you're saying. I think this might be it. Let me see here. So that's what they usually look like. They usually wear the same clothes. They usually cover their face. They carry American flags. They usually have a drummer boy. Um, and look, again, I'm not defending what they stand for. I'm not, I, I don't even know what they stand for. I don't re I haven't done like a deep dive on them, anything like that. But um, let me see here. And look, and again, at the end of the day, let me just make this disclaimer. These people could be the most hateful people on earth. They might just be very well neo-Nazis. They might be committing heinous crimes for all I know. I'm not defending them. I'm not defending any of them. I don't owe it to them to defend them. But we do live in a country where you are innocent until proven guilty. And that applies to even the most heinous people. That's why murderers and, and alleged murderers and alleged criminals... All the rules apply to them. They still have legal representation. They still have their day in court. That is what I'm defending. How can you arrest people? That's just the stupidest thing ever. And I don't care if it's happening to the most disgusting people on earth. You don't change the laws because you don't like this group. Because then what president does that set? So it goes on, uh, police found riot gear, I read that, documents found with the group reportedly outlined a plan to form a column outside City Park and proceed inward, quote, until barriers to approach are met. Once an appropriate amount of confrontational dynamic has had been established, the column would disengage and head down Sherman Avenue. Okay, so they are saying that they are arresting them for incitement to violence or incitement to riot. But there was documents that laid out the plan inside. And it says they outlined a plan to form a column. So a single follow column line or whatever, two, three, outside city park, city outside of the city park and proceed inward toward the LGBT theme parade. Quote, until barriers to approach are met, meaning until we are physically stopped whether it be police presence, whether it be a fence, whatever the case might be, which in that case, an appropriate amount of confrontational dynamic had been established, meaning they mean to engage 
with the protesters, whether it be them chanting, whether it be conversation, I don't know. The column would then disengage and head down Sherman Avenue. So after they've shown up, they see a barrier or police do not allow them to come. They would then proceed to speak, I guess, to the protesters, and then they would disengage and they would head down the street. This is an incitement to riot. This is grounds to arrest them. Now, if you were to tell me that the paper said, you know what, we're going to go ahead and um, we're going to beat them up. If you find someone alone, you drag them back to the truck. Um, if this happens, you, you if, we, if we engage police, we throw smoke grenades at them. Then I could maybe argue clearly these documents were laying out an attack, a riot against police and the crowd. But all the plan laid out was that they planned to approach the Pride, Pride event. If they were met with barriers, they would stop. They would then try to convey a message to the protest to to the rally goers, and then once disengaged, they would go down the street. That's what you're arresting them for. That's insane. It says those arrested came from at least eleven states, including Idaho, Washington, Oregon, Texas, Utah, Colorado, South Dakota, Illinois, Wyoming, Virginia, and Arkansas. Rioting is generally a misdemeanor in Idaho. Conspiracy to riot is punishable by up to one year in jail, as well as a $5,000 fine and up to two years of probation. The five men are scheduled to be sentenced Friday, today. Interesting. Very interesting. Two completely levels, two different levels of the justice system. Again, in no way, shape, or form am I defending the group. Am I saying that they're not feds, that they are feds? I in no way, shape, or form, I'm saying that they are good people. That's not what I'm saying at all. But if you make the claim in a headline, or if the lawyers or if the judges want to make this claim that there is an incitement to riot and the documents laid inside, the evidence presented is that they plan to get up, to, to march together in columns to the pride parade, Stop whenever there's barriers, not proceed past the barriers, not push past police or, or barricades. Then you engage the crowd, whatever that looks like, whatever words are exchanged. And then once you disengage with the crowd, you move down the street. That's the premise to all of this. Meanwhile, in New York City, we are rewarding incitement to violence. This is what we talked about yesterday. We were just talking about how in California... There was, there was no call for Hunter Biden to come after him. And in Washington, D.C., there was this Irish whistleblower saying that they were stopped in both California and D.C. Why? Because the states have a different justice system for Democrats and Republicans, the left wing and the right wing. How much more of that can we take? Only time will tell. But again, I think a lot of you here agree or you might disagree. I don't know. that This, this, this is not a livable way of life it has to be fair across the country it has to be fair across the political spectrum it has to be fair across the board because if not then then what's going to happen is you're going to have more criminals go to blue states and less criminals go to red states which is kind of already what's already happening right this balkanization of america 
But then people are not going to feel safe whenever they go protest or whatever. That's going to disincentivize people. It would never disincentivize me. I, you got to fight for what's right, regardless of what the consequence is. That would never stop me, my brothers and sisters in Christ. But I'm just saying, this was this is what would disincentivize so many trying to fight for good, saying, if I go out there, are they going to arrest me? Am I going to be fined? Are they going to arrest me with incitement to riot? Kind of nuts. And remember, thousands of people still rotting away in the D.C. jail that still have no legal representation and their day in court has not been heard. We literally live under a regime. Don't know what to tell you. All right, the last story here before we wrap it up. Gavin Newsom fined school district $1.5 million uh, for rejecting textbook mentioning gay rights activists. So it says here, California Governor Gavin Newsom followed through on his threats to find, because of course, this is what Democrats do. They actually follow through with their threats, unlike the spineless Republicans. Followed through on his threats to find the Temecula Valley Unified School District, launching his next culture war attack against conservative board members who rejected state-endorsed textbooks that mentioned gay rights activist Harvey Milk. Quote, the three political activists on the school board have yet again proven that they are more interested in breaking the law than doing their jobs of educating students. So the state will do their job for them, Newsom said in a statement Wednesday. It says California will ensure students in Temecula began the school year with access to materials reviewed by parents and recommended by teachers across the district. After we deliver the textbooks into the hands of students and their parents, the state will deliver the bill along with a $1.5 million fine to the school board for its decision to willfully violate the law, subvert the will of parents, and force children to use an out-of-print textbook from 17 years ago. Yeah, we rank 49th in the nation, Gavin Newsom, in education, but you're worried that in one school district, because we don't allow some pedophile uh, curriculum, to be endorsed, and now we're having to use a 17-year-old textbook. Yeah, that's what we're worried about, Gavin Newsom. Go kick rocks, guy. It says uh, the $1.5 million fine will cover the cost to ship the materials to the district. A fine Newsom warned would follow if board members insisted on withholding their approval. In a video last Thursday, the prominent Democrats said the state would be, quote, stepping in to ensure the district's students receive the same materials as those belonging to other California schools. Along with the threat, he blasted board members as extremists for holding the line. Quote, we're going to purchase the books for these students, the same one that hundreds of thousands of kids are already using. If these extremist school board members won't do their job, we will, and fine them for their incompetence. Following Newsom remarks, board members stuck to their guns and struck down the content with a 3-2 majority rejection on Tuesday. The Wednesday statement from Newsom's office hammered in uh, hammered the board for subjecting students to outdated materials, namely a textbook published in 2006. In previous language, he accused the board of censoring the book. Um, let me see. Kevin Newsom celebrates incredible store. Blah 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 blah. Now, what they don't tell you, and I don't know. Well, this is supposedly Fox News. Here's what I don't know: Why aren't they talking about this guy, Harvey? So in case you don't know, this is the man that they are trying to censor, Harvey Milk. He is an uh, American politician, the first openly gay man to be elected to public office in California as a member of the San Francisco Board of Supervisors. Milk was born and raised in New York, where he acknowledged his homosexuality as an adolescent, but chose to pursue sexual relationships with secrecy and discretion well into his adult years. 
And then uh, early life, Milk was born in New York City, suburb of Woodmere, to William Milk and Minerva Carnes. He was a younger son of Lithuanian Jewish parents and the grandsons of Morris Milk, a department store owner. Now, what they won't tell you, and again, I don't know why they don't, is what is the controversy around Harvey Milk? Let me see if I can find that. Let me see. I'm trying to find it. I should have kept it. Harvey Milk. One more quick search. Man, and I had it too, you know? This is what happens. But here, here's the facts. <clears throat> Harvey Milk. Was having sexual relationships with a minor. He met the boy at a movie theater. In, uh, like a like an actual like production theater rather not a movie theater in New York City, and apparently when he came to California with this minor child, it was illegal in California to have sexual relations with anyone under the age of eighteen. So technically, he fit the description of pedophile. From what I understand, in New York City, the age of consent was fifteen or sixteen, which made it legal in New York. But that's why. And apparently the relationship lasted about six years. That's why there's controversy around this man because he was a pedophile. And so these new textbooks, it's not that he wrote a book or that they're trying to ban his book. It's that these textbooks contain curriculum of this LGBT quote unquote icon. Right. So, you know, the fight for 2024 is going to be heavily on the parents and the school curriculum that is teaching. Just yesterday, there was um, an, another school board meeting where the parents won, uh, where they were trying to teach some curriculum or the other, and it was in Chino Valley, and the and and people showed up, man. And this is what's going to keep happening into going to 2024, man. You, we need to wake up the parents. Parents and future parents, even if you don't have children, you need to get into the fight. You need to get into the school boards. You need to rile up your neighbors and you need to get them involved. In 2024, as a member of the Los Angeles Young Republicans, but as an American, as a community member here in California, here in Los Angeles, on the front lines of the battle, we need to wake people up. We need to light that fire within us. There's trainings tomorrow. There's trainings on Sunday. Cancel all your plans until 2024 no more going going out on the weekends no more bike rides no more disneyland no more movies none of that stuff i'm kidding of course but you need to attend these trainings you need to get active you need to be sharing these articles you need to be sharing these victories you need to be sharing who harvey milk really is you need to be exposing all of this because if you don't, if we fail to do this, there's always that good chance that we lose in 2024, even bigger than we did in 2020. You need to 
inform people. This is what well, this is why we're doing this every single day, Monday through Friday, and we've got more shows coming for you in the evening in the near future. We've got some meetings happening. We've got some potential money. We, we've got we, we've got uh, sp- potential uh, sponsor rather, uh, which obviously translates into money for the show. We're trying to do the best that we can with all that we have. I wish I had a journalist. I wasn't able to make it yesterday to Chino Valley because I already had plans. My wife took the day off so that we can go to the water park. It was the first time we've gone as a family the entire summer. So she took the day off because we don't want it. we didn't want to go on the weekend when it was full. Blah 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 blah. So I wasn't able to make it yesterday. It would have been great to have a journalist that I could send. It would have been great if here at Inform with Anthony, we turn it into not just Inform with Anthony, but Inform Daily a multimedia production company so that we can continue to chip away at every single city, every single county across the state of California and beyond. But the only way we do that is if you help us. Help us by liking, subscribing, sharing our content, buying a piece of merch if you, that's what you desire, or even just for as little as $5 a month. $5 a month. Think about that. That's not much, ladies and gentlemen. $10 a month. You can help support our work. So please, I urge you, click the link down below, look at the comment section, look at the description, and and just sign up today. Help us build. That's all I'm asking. It's not about me. It's not about my bottom line. It's not about my bank account. We need to expand. We need to fight back. I'm just one man, and I can't do it all. My hopes is to be able to build bigger, to be able to hire more people so we can get people out to every school board meeting across California. All these things need attention. It needs reporting. All I see is small little accounts sharing here and there. But if we can build informed daily, if we can build this mass media giant in California on the front lines, imagine being able to get investigative journalists into these town halls, into city council meetings, and actually reporting the truth. Can you imagine the damage that would be destroying this cabal, this elite, whatever you want to call it, the establishment in California, so we can start slowly chipping away at all these small seats here and there. That is what I believe I have been called for to do in 2024, not to run for school board, not to run for governor, not to run for Congress. I truly believe that my ministry, I truly believe that what God has called me to do here in Los Angeles is start this media company so we can start chipping away at the deep corruption, at the satanic hold that is holding on to California. And I believe with information, with God's truth, with God's promise, we can slowly start creeping in to where the shadow continues to linger and keep a hold of and be the light in the darkness. That's what I believe. Not with political, not with with my self-fulfillment, not with my policies, just with the truth. That's it the truth. John 8, 32. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. I truly believe that. But we cannot do that if you are not supporting the channel. There's 34 of you here. I pray if you can find it within you, $10 a month. That's all I'm asking for. As soon as the election is over, cancel the subscription. I'm okay with that. But from today, all the way to election day on November 2024. Help us out with as little as $10 a month. That's all I'm asking for. Don't trust in me. Trust that God will use me 
for his mission and being able to expose these people, expose these pedophiles, expose these antichristers, and expose the corruption that is in California. The links are in the bio down below, patreon.com forward slash from with Anthony. If you want to buy a piece of merch too, I appreciate it. If you donated to today's stream, thank you so much. Truly, I am grateful to all of you. With that, ladies and gentlemen, I bid you adieu. I hope you guys have a good rest of your Friday, July 21st. Have a safe weekend. God bless you guys. Pray without ceasing. And I will see you guys on Monday, God willing. I'll see you guys. Take care. God bless.